The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus called to him the multitude with his disciples and said to them, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come in power. The Gospel of the Lord. Both the readings very interesting today as they follow on from uh, Saint, you know, Peter's proclamation of Christ, but then also of his attempting to uh, intervene in Christ's life when the Lord speaks about the coming of the Passion and his sufferings. And so what the Lord does here in the Gospel is he shows that this type of a fault is not only particular to Saint Peter, but is a universal temptation. The temptation in our prayer to try and dictate to God what should be done so that we try and tell God what is better or what is, again, more profitable for our own life. And normally that happens whenever the cross appears in our life. And so what we begin to do is we say, Lord, take this away. Do, the, you know, do all of these things with the suffering that is in my life. Meanwhile, that might be the cross that the Lord wants for us and permits for us in terms of our salvation. And so he addresses the multitude with his disciples to show that what he has helped to overcome in St. Peter is something that is present in every human heart and must be overcome and thrown out. That desire to try and dictate to the Lord what should be done. And what he does with St. Peter, as we saw yesterday, is he puts him behind him. Follow me, in a certain sense, is what he is saying. And so then what he says is he addresses this to everyone. If any man would come after me, anyone, would want to follow in this same pathway, this is what has to happen. This tendency, this attempt to direct our own pathway towards heaven is what we see in the first reading for today with the Tower of Babel. The sin that happened there was that attempt. They wanted to unite heaven and earth by their own wisdom, by their own strength, by their own activities. Heaven and earth are only united through the cross of Jesus Christ. And so the Lord is going to unite heaven and earth. He is going to build this tower, which is truly the tower which unites us to God, but that is through his cross. And then what he says is not only is he going to have to move towards his own cross, but also each of us is going to have to follow after him and take up the cross. And so he says, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So it is to deny all of our own interior inclinations, all of those things that are not of God, and to take up the cross in humility, 
following after the one who has loved us to the point of his death. And that we in our own life can take up our small crosses and unite them with his and follow after him. And then he says, for whoever would save his life will lose it. One of the commentators says that we try to save our life when we will not let go of our own dictation over our life. Where what we do is we project our own kind of self-made meaning to my life. I will be what I want to be. I will do what I want to do. Instead of considering the fact that we are created, I will be what God wants me to be. I will do what God wants me to do. And so as long as we stay within the small confines of our own weak will and desires with the projection of a meaning onto our life that is something that we have created, then we try and save our life. But anything that does not grow has no life. Anything that does not change is not living. And so, inasmuch as we close ourselves off, we need to be broken open by God in order that we might discover who He has intended us to be and that the meaning for our life is the meaning that He has put onto our life. What has He created me for? What does He desire me to do? What is His will for me? And that way we are broken open. In a certain sense, we die to all of the small things that we desire and we open ourselves up to everything that God wills for us. We lose in the present, but we gain for eternity instead of trying to save in the present and losing for eternity. And so what the Lord is saying to all of us through the gospel is that we are called to die in the present, to die to our own will, to die to all of the ways in which pride and vices creep up into our life and try to dictate where we should go, what we should do, how we should be, who we are. And we should allow ourselves to be broken open by the grace of God, in a certain sense to die with Him, so that we might discover who He has always intended us to be, and what His plan is for our life, and what His will is in every moment. We pray for the grace to know Him more deeply, to suffer and die with him so that we might also share in his glory. The Lord speaks about denying him. Whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this generation, I will be ashamed of them when I come in my glory. When we come to the Mass, this is where we show that we are not ashamed of the words of Christ and we are not ashamed of him in his presence. In one of the other accounts, it says, whoever acknowledges me and my words before others, I will acknowledge before the Father and the angels. And so whenever we come to the Mass or into adoration, into the presence of the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, we are by our life acknowledging Him and His words. And through our participation here in His suffering and death, we hope that one day we will share in His glory in eternity. Amen.